0: Hey Rockstars, Reggie Dawson, your host of the Being On Stage Podcast. Welcome back, welcome back. We are at episode 24 and I have to say, I think I forgot to mention this on the last episode, just kind of getting back into the swing of things, but I uh, am approaching my thousand download mark uh, and actually by the time this episode is dropped, I should be at my thousand download mark. So a little bit of a celebration for me, uh, hitting a thousand downloads and you know, uh it's been a bit of a ride we've been going now for about probably like five months almost five months and i have to say i appreciate every single person that is listening to this podcast whether you're just now starting to listen to this episode or if you've been with us since the beginning you know we've only just begun our ride and uh we're gonna keep moving forward last episode i was just getting back into the swing of things um a lot of things had happened the, you know, the two weeks prior to that, I was gearing up for a big local festival. That's all out of the way now. It was great. I was sore. I was sunburned. You know, it was a great day in April. We fought off a storm. When I say fight off, I mean, you know, we cowered beneath the clouds and, and begged the rain not to hit. But, you know... A lot of other things that happened in the past two weeks, including um I had gotten contacted by two people to perform. It's been, you know, I'm actually coming up on a year since I performed. My last performance was around May 26th of last year, 2017, and uh I have to say it has been – an interesting year not performing, I've now approached my longest time now, about just over just under eleven months without being on stage. The longest time I'd gone before that was just about nine months and I have to say it's it's been a little bit of a crazy year, you know, I made a couple of decisions I tried to do some e- an e commerce store uh i failed miserably it was all drop shipping stuff from china i had attempted to do like a web consulting business and the funny thing about it is i knew nothing about like search engine optimization i knew nothing about you know video advertising i knew nothing about digital marketing at all and i was trying to open a local digital marketing agency uh, so you could imagine that failed miserably as well. And so far, uh, this podcast, you know, is, it's a passion of mine and I thoroughly enjoy what I do. But being contacted for these two bookings in the past couple of weeks has been, um, an interesting experience. And through doing this podcast and, you know, I've read books and I've been watching videos and I, you know, I look up things that, you know, performers that I look up to, things that they feel about performing and and you know advice that they give to people performing and uh one of the books I've been reading off and on is by Livingston Taylor, who's James Taylor's brother, and it it's called being it's called uh stage performance and um it's, it has a lot of good information in there and he's he mainly works with, you know, musicians and singers and stuff. Uh he teaches a a class at uh, uh, one of the New England colleges. I'm not really sure which one. I apologize, but anyways, I've been reading that book off and on, and I kind of looked at these two bookings in a whole different light now. Because part of doing this podcast is I'm learning new things myself, things that you know I had never learned in the past. I have my own experiences that I can go off of, but one of the things that really helps me put my you know put my thoughts out there is. Is having, you know, constant reminders. In reading this book, I've started to view things differently. So when I got contacted for these bookings, it happened two different ways. I I responded to both of them in the exact same way. You know, what I said was, you know, I'm always looking, you know, I'm always open to new opportunities, you know, keep me posted. Uh, one person contacted me and said, Hey, I may have a booking for you sometime in May. Would, you know, would you, would you be open to that? And the way that was done was, you know, it was you know kind of it was non-committal, and I'm okay with non-committal. Uh, the other one that contacted me uh, said, "Want a booking? Want a booking?" question mark And in my experience, typically that means that you are reaching out to me to, to book me. And I've been, I've been approached in many different ways. Some of them, you know, there are professional ways to do things. There are unprofessional ways to do the do things, but you can't really uh, fault people for not doing it the proper way. So I, you know, I took the opportunity to educate, uh, but it was one of booking. I said, you know, and I responded the same way. I'm always open to new opportunities as in like, yeah, sure. And a couple hours later, the response was, um, I got a response earlier, but you could be my backup. And, you know, at first I said, you know, okay, sure. No problem. I get it. I understand. Um, but then, you know, it really started to eat at me and eat at me and eat at me. And, you know, as, as entertainers, we are often tasked With booking other entertainers, I don't know if if I'm the only one that this happens to, but you know I'm an entertainer, and occasionally I'm asked by you know a local venue to put together a show and book other entertainers, and so these conversations happen between entertainers, and it's not so like there's multiple ways to do it, and this is one of the ways to do it, just kind of like hey, one very informal, you know we're we're friendly with each other. I wouldn't say we're like good friends, we don't like hang out on the weekends, but you know we're friendly with each other, so I was okay with this informal thing but the what started eating at me was that you got a response earlier and I was going to be the backup uh so for you know I talked it over with my wife and I didn't really I didn't really take well to that and I couldn't figure out if it was my ego or if it was something else and so I chucked it up to okay don't be an egotistical ass you know, you're, you're lucky to have been contacted. You know, he thought of you. You just took too long to get back to him. So I was going to go back and message him and, you know, say, you know, listen, sorry if I came off as, you know, a jerk. Uh, cause my response was kind of like, yeah, sure, that's fine. Very meh. Uh, so I went back to his page and then I saw a posting that basically said, you know, calling all, all performers. If you'd like a booking, contact me. And that, that to me, that kind of put it over the edge for me when you're seeking entertainment for a booking putting it out there publicly for anyone to respond to is like saying i don't care what quality entertainment i got because uh i just need to fill a show and when that's the when that's the way that this is approached and it's approached as you're not thinking of a specific person that you want to involve. You don't have vision for this show. You don't have direction for this show. You just want to book an entertainer or a few entertainers that are going to fill up the show. And in some ways, this is making the show about you because it's like saying, I don't really care what I get because I'm going to rock the house. In another way, this is also making the entertainers feel devalued. Maybe they don't realize it, but it devalues entertainers. It does because You're just putting it out there for anybody. Hey, performers, I got a booking for you. Not, hey, John, listen, I love what you do. I love your act on stage. I think we could complement each other very well. I have this booking coming up on April 21st. I'd love for you to be a part of it. Are you available? Now, if you have to contact three or four entertainers, that's fine. But put thought into who those three or four entertainers should be. Don't post it on social media for anybody to respond to. Don't offer it to multiple people and make it like a first come first serve basis because I am i don't know about you, but <laughs> I'm not in a race. If I'm not the person that comes to mind when you're booking a show, then I'm not the person for the show. And I think that that's where I've grown the most in the last year. And I ended up writing him back and I told him, I said, listen, you know, I thought about it. And I'm going to decline uh, being the backup for your show. And I was I mean, I kind of came off a little jerky and I said, you know, I I know my worth and I know my value and I'm not a backup. If I was not the person, if you weren't just seeking me to entertain in your show, then this is not the show for me. I want to be the person that you're asking to be in your show, not the person that responds to you first. I said that, you know, all entertainers feel that way. I said, I'm going to take this opportunity to pass down a little guidance from seasoned entertainer to, you know, still up and coming entertainer. And that is when you're doing these things, when you're doing these bookings, putting it out there for anybody devalues the show. And you really want to put thought into what the show wants – what you want the show to look like and who you want to be a part of it and then approach those people. If you need to approach a second or third person because people aren't available, you can do that. But if you don't have a vision of what you want the show to look like, then I truthfully don't want to be a part of the show anyways and neither should you. If if the person booking you hasn't specifically thought of, you know, hey, you would be great for this – Then you don't need to take that. You don't have to feel like you have to take a booking because it's dangled above your head like, you know, like a cheese to a mouse. You don't have to take these bookings that are, I guess, in a way, uh, not even offered to you just kind of like put out there you don't have to take these bookings and you won't certainly don't have to take being a backup so if, if you end up responding i'm not saying don't respond to people that put it out there like that i'm saying that don't be the person that puts it out there like that um respond if you think that you fit with that entertainer and what uh what their shows normally are please respond to those you know to those offerings But at the same time, don't let yourself be put to be a backup just because you didn't respond first. This isn't really the way that that this should be done. You know, this should be thought about. So how this ended up with this entertainer was I basically said, you know, I I appreciate that you did think to reach out to me. But I'm not interested in being a backup for a show, you know, that was just put out there for anyone to be a part of. That's not who I am as an entertainer, and that's not who I want to be as an inter- entertainer. Um, I've done this now for, I mean, if we count the adolescent performing, it's just 20 years maybe. Uh, but if we're counting, you know, adult performing, you know, I've been doing this for, you know, going on 13 years. I'm not, I'm not that entertainer. And I think that we should all feel comfortable in saying no to a booking that doesn't feel right. I've had to say no to a, to a bar before and this is when I was much younger and kind of what I considered to be my heyday. God, now it's been probably like 10 years since this bar closed but uh, one of the bigger bars that I was performing at was a house name, it ended up closing and the owner, one of the owners moved on to open another venue and they invited me to move with them as to, you know to be a house name and so I would go down, it's about an hour, hour drive from where I live and I would go down there twice a week once to rehearse. Wants to perform sometimes three times a week. If you know things were going well, it, the crowd started dwindling. Now I was doing my part. I was bringing in my people, but they they didn't have drink specials. Their cover was through the friggin' roof. They didn't give me any budget for entertainment other than pretty much paying myself for gas to get there. And one night the crowd was so it was like this was the night that I talk about where I said I performed for four people. Um nobody showed up and it was because it turns out there was this huge uh festival uh going on at the same time. So no one was going to be at this club. They they tried to not to not to pay me and and I told them I said listen, you know, I'm I'm driving an hour. I don't have a problem if I don't get my full my my full pay, but you know, you knew this festival was going on, you know, can I at least get gas money? And I let them know like if if the pay is going to be an issue then I I can't keep coming down here for free, and you know I at least need help with gas money. And I, I was honest with them. I said, you know, I've done a lot of stuff for you guys, and I had I had done a lot of stuff. I had done a lot of free stuff. You know, I helped coach entertainers for their bar. I helped them book entertainment, and I never charged them anything extra. When I when I approached them just for gas money and everything, the answer was pretty much, well, then I guess you're just not going to perform here anymore. They ended up closing like two weeks later, but uh, just because they they couldn't they didn't have a good plan going forward. But no, you shouldn't feel bad about declining a booking that just doesn't feel right. And if it doesn't feel right, don't do it. And if it feels bad to say no, like if you feel like you're going to regret it, don't say no. Go ahead and go through with it. Be the backup. But don't forget your value either. Like don't let people continue to take advantage of you and have you perform for free. I worked at another venue that that did that, and I don't think they realized that they did that. They called it Amateur Night or a talent showcase and it was almost like an open mic night if they won the talent showcase on wednesday they performed like that following friday while it seems you know really good for the performers what it does is it continually gets people to perform for free i think now growing up as an entertainer i'm not really cool with that and i you know i'd been there i performed for free at that venue numerous times and uh, occasionally i'd opted to do it because i was going through a time when it was like you know what I don't want you to control my bookings. I want to perform what I want to perform. So I'm going to do the open mic nights only. And, you know, I did that for probably like a year. That was a huge step backwards, but you choose what you want to do. And at the time that was what was best for me, uh, was I wanted to do passionate shows that I wanted to do. I didn't want to be held down to a theme. I didn't want to be held down to a date. I wanted to do free, you know, free range performing, if you will. But, I still knew my value. Like, you know, when I did get approached for bookings for people that wanted to book me, I knew what I was worth. And, you know, sometimes I would, you know, go a little bit on the lower side. Sometimes I would accept what they offer, but I know my value. And you should too. You should know what you're worth. And don't settle for being somebody's backup. And please don't be that person that puts that call-to-action bulletin out there for a booking. If you have a show coming up and you've been tasked with booking entertainment, put thought into who you want to be a part of it. If you have a budget, great. Think about your budget. Keep that in mind before you approach anybody. If you don't have a budget and you need to find entertainment for free, I hope you have people that owe you favors because that's usually how I have to get my free entertainment is by people that owe me favors. But if you're tasked with booking entertainers, put thought into who you want to be on stage with you. It has to complement your act. It's your, you know, it's your night. If a club or venue someone approaches you to put together a show, that is your name next to Whoever you're booking with you, don't you want thought to be put into that? Like that night after you get off stage and that, you know, that manager, that owner is paying you out for the night. Don't you want them to say, hey, you know, this was an amazing show. Great job with, you know, I, this was just perfect. Like you guys were so perfect together. You compliment. Don't you want that conversation? Because the other conversation is pretty much silence and here's your money. Because if that's the conversation that happens with an owner, you may not be asked to put together a night ever again. Put thought into who you want to compliment you on stage because you're going to be up there with them. Think about that. Think about the people that you want to be standing on stage next to at the end of the night. Keep on shining.